Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start, Start saving, saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. Hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And Fernando. Hola, Travis. Hola, Ben. Hello, Fernando. Uh, There's a lot of stuff going on, guys. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I have to apologize just up top because yesterday I experimented with buffalo shrimp. Oh, no, Ben. And my brain is buffalo shrimped. I am all shrimped out, and I am having some problems with my tummy. <laughs> oh, no. Isn't it a nightmare? Well. The buffalo shrimp. Who thought of it? It's insane. It's a bad combination. It's it was personal. so good. It's seafood and hot sauce together. You know what? I also got the coconut shrimp after I got the buffalo <gasps> shrimp. Ben, you were full of shrimp. I'm full of shrimp. Oh, no. Don't tell Ed Larson. <laughs> he'll, he'll come try to eat you. Ed Larson, of course, from the brighter side in everything Murder Fist. We love Ed Larson. We have so much to get to today. January 6th, there was supposed to be a commission because you remember what happened? Maybe. <laughs> there was a small insurrection. Okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> Air quotes, taking over the government and not having a fair and free election. Five people died, blah, blah. Democracy, <laughs> who cares? Right? <laughs> right. Uh, the January 6th commission, it passed the House, went to the Senate, where it failed miserably. It died a slow death. The final vote was 54 to 35. In order to avoid a uh, filibuster, the Democrats needed 60 votes. It seems like this would be one of those areas where we could get some bipartisan support on account that members of the House were stuck in closets together so close that they could smell one another's deodorant, which is disgusting because many of them don't wear it. It is nastiness what happened on January 6th. And you would think the one thing the government could come together on is like, let's find out what happened. However, that being said, and I'm staring at you, Fernando, (laughs) we already know what happened. It was on TV. It was on TV. (laughs) Right. And it played out right in front of our eyes. Right. So we're going to talk about what got us to this January 6th vote, what the commission, what it was going to accomplish. Do we need it? Because again, Everything played out right in front of our eyes. So we're going to talk about Lauren Boebert, for example, giving a tour of the Capitol just days before the insurrection. To a large group of insurrectionists. Interesting. How did they know where to go once they got into the Capitol? Maybe they did they have a bunch of maps? Were they Dennis Leary from Demolition Man? Did they have it all scoped out? Or did they take a little tour a couple days before and Boebert was like, if you're going to come in here and try to stop the vote, you're going to want to go to room. B. Whoa. B for Bobert. B for Bobert. So we'll talk about all the ins and the outs of this. But Fernando, I want to hear your thoughts just up top. 
with the 9-11 style commission, which I always hate that they're like, it's a 9-11 style commission because the 9-11 commission report, uh, it was a great book for me to read because mostly it was blacked out. It was yes. mostly redacted. There right. was about eight words in the whole thing. Right, and none of them were Saudi Arabia. None of them. All somehow, of that was blacked out. Somehow, yeah. <laughs> 17 Saudi hijackers weren't like named in it. Right. I almost feel like they may have buried the lead a little bit. Right, it's almost like the other uh, famous American commission, the Warren Commission. It seems like these commissions might serve a greater purpose, and uh, oftentimes it doesn't seem to actually uncover the truth. Very commissioning. Very commissioning. But January 6th, Fernando, do you think we need a commission? Or again, as we just said, don't we know what happened? <laughs> Travis said it. It was on television. It was we, live. You know, it was live. We know what President Trump, the then president at the time, was saying. We saw senators and people walking into this. I, I can't explain it any clearer than we all know why it happened, who did it, who was there, and why it was allowed to happen. The Capitol Police. There's video of the Capitol Police yeah. waving them into the building. I mean... And there is so much video because, again, everyone filmed it. like the Every like single... the sheep that they were. We're just like, oh, this is great for my Insta or my good for my parlor for my parlor or oh. my Facebook. <laughs> There's so much evidence here. The Kennedy assassination. We probably would know what happened. Yes. If, by if now. it happened in 2021. The was the only guy with an Instagram back then. Absolutely. <laughs> so we have so much evidence. Does it nullify the need for something like this? But at the same time, isn't it something as an American people, wouldn't it just be nice to know that the government isn't complicit when it comes to trying to overthrow a democratic vote? Isn't Wouldn't that be more reassuring in some ways as well? <sighs> okay, but what are we gonna, what will actually come of this commission? What, what new will we what, find what, Exactly, and, and I, what else will come from it? Because Trump has already been impeached by the House and was not impeached by the Senate. It almost seems like it's not really directed at Trump. It really is directed at the members of Congress who may or may not have been complicit. That's the thing. There were members of Congress that were definitely complicit because they gave speeches about how they were complicit. <laughs> and they were like, go storm the Capitol. January 6th, obviously, I'm sure everyone already knows this, but that was the day where the, uh, the election became official. So that was the whole point. It was on the tip of everyone's tongues, especially in the conservative movement. People like the My Pillow guy, who is somehow <laughs> one of the more powerful political figures in the country, um, Mike Lindell. I wish he never stopped smoking crack. Right? <laughs> because at least he was fun then. You know? Oh my God. It sounded like he was fun. The fact that he wields so much power is insane. He just flew a bunch of senators first class on his private jet to an event. Right. I mean, it's, uh, the it's, governor of South Dakota, Christy Nome. Yes. Uh, Christy Nome, of course, who is, I guess, making her name in the Trump wing of the Republican Party. We'll see how long that is politically advantageous. Right. Because, again, these politicians are grifters and hucksters, and they will, unlike the Titanic, they will just switch on a dime and be like, Trump who? Right. Whatever happened. But right now, of course, they desperately need what we talked about last week, Trump's donor list. So they cannot uh, turn away right. from the uh, from the orange man yet. And of course, I, I think you're going to go over the actual numbers of the votes in the House and the Senate. But it is a fascinating list. It's a who's who of who needs to get reelected next year. Absolutely. And that really determined who did or did not support said commission. And that's what's so aggravating about all of this as well. There's 11 senators that I think are the, the worst of the worst. And it's, it's those, some interesting names. They're interesting names. And I say they're the worst of the worst because they didn't vote 
Right. You have one freaking job <laughs> to go vote. And you would think, again, like what world are we living in where politically they were like, we're going to sit this one out. Yeah. <laughs> they tried to overthrow the government. Why do I care? You are the government. But in this case, they are too um, weak and too scared of their own constituents and too horny for that power uh, to even vote on this issue. So even if you voted no on the January 6th commission, I still have more respect for them for voting right. than for the doing people who job. did for doing the job and putting later. it on the record. You're like, okay, you're a psycho, but okay. <laughs> like, thanks for letting me know because the 11 senators that didn't, I, I, you, you just failed so miserably at doing the one thing you're supposed to do, which is uh, national security, making sure that we have free and fair elections. And you would think that this, again, would be nonpartisan. But let's go through some of the 11 senators and specifically some of the more interesting ones uh, with the Democratic Party. Let's go with Patty Murray of Washington. Now, right. if you're Patty Murray, how is this not something that you would just go vote yes on? She is a fairly liberal member of the Democratic Party. She's in a pretty safe state of Washington. I don't understand why she wouldn't uh, vote on this. And then there's also a different situation happening with the Democrat in Arizona. Of course, that's Kirsten Cinema, who also didn't vote. Now, Cinema, I understand, again, she didn't do her job and she's a total failure. And I think this is a massive black mark on her entire political career. But at least she's in a swing state and she's holding on by a thread right. because Arizona is it's it, it's a it's a red state that sometimes like to, it likes to go out on the weekends. Oh, right. it turns a little bit blue. Yeah, yeah it, can turn, it can get well, once I have a little bit of cocktails. Oh. I, don't, I don't mind going to one of them kind of fun <laughs> stag parties. It's like hanging out with Georgia, basically. Yeah, it's barely exactly. blue. So Kristen Cinema, I'm like, all right. I wish that you had some cojones to go and vote. No, if you thought that was going to help you politically or yes. But I do understand the political pickle she finds herself in. But again, that's why you have to have a backbone when you're a politician to stand up in times that are difficult. But with Patty Murray of Washington, right? I just don't fully understand why she wouldn't uh, think this is a political winner and just go vote yes on the damn thing. I'd be interested to see what her comments are about it as to why she chose not to even show up to vote for it. Um, but I do wonder if there's maybe some sentiment um, along what Fernando was saying, just that we do already know what happens. We don't need to put any more money. You know, all of these things eventually cost money. The Mueller investigation costs money. The Nylon yeah. Commission, all these things do cost taxpayer dollars. So maybe she saw it as that. Again, I am a pontificating um, so I don't really know, but you're right with cinema. I mean, cinema, she did the thumbs down on the $15 uh, minimum, minimum wage. wage as well. Mm. So she is walking what you call the, a, the Joe Manchin tightrope. Yes. Where it's just like, ah, eh, my state's red, but I'm blue, but I won and they do like me. Do I have a chance? Right. So we'll see what happens with her. I'm more blown away by some of the Republicans yeah. on this list, including Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania yeah. and Richard Burr of North Carolina, who voted for impeaching Trump. So there was a moment within the Republican Party where I think they thought that people were going to be like, they see what happens on January 6th. Again, it was everywhere. And I think there were some Republicans who voted for impeachment thinking that maybe the Republican Party, this was going to be the end of Trump. And then they realized they got a bunch of angry emails and a bunch of different. They were right. added a bunch on Twitter and they were right. called feckless. See you next Tuesdays. <laughs> like what Marjorie Taylor Greene called Kevin McCarthy right, in a retweet in a retweet. 
so maybe they had they definitely didn't have a change of heart but they definitely had a change of political strategy change of pants because i think they they all shit themselves definitely lindsey graham is certainly one that comes to mind uh lindsey ham and biscuits graham ham and biscuits from south carolina i mean he gave a very impassioned speech on january 6th about how he yes. gave trump a chance and he's like it's over joe biden's president i hate it and then there's that clip of him just getting surrounded by Trump supporters in the airport at Reagan airport as he's trying to, I mean that you got to start thinking maybe that's what it is. It's that same strategy that they used on January 6th. Yeah. And again, I believe the insurrection happened. I believe they were there to hurt those people. Absolutely. Why do you very... say that? It's almost like you saw it live. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, the Republicans saying that this didn't happen and it isn't as bad, that's not what I'm agreeing with. Of course. Or, you know, what right. I am disagreeing with is uh, spending money to find out the issue. Right. We know the issue is the political climate. Right. Basically Absolutely. the political climate that Trump created. Right. And uh, the doubt that Trump created in our literal government system yeah. from the inside. Absolutely. Definitely from the inside. The call came from within the House. Um, there's that call that they say happened where Kevin McCarthy literally called Trump to say, call these people off. And then Trump's just like, well, they must be more angry about the election than you, Kevin. I did, we'll just see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. So you almost wonder, it's like, is that a thing they would investigate as part of the commission? Because again, we all already know that that happened that happened uh trump god dang he's just we were talking about this on wednesday uh travis and i got together to watch some basketball and it was fantastic um trump has just become a trump impersonator right <laughs> it's so amazing he just shows up at bar mitzvahs and weddings now and at mar-a-lago at mar because he's there. not allowed Y'all to leave my election <laughs> he is like trump. no it was perfect <laughs> absolutely nailed the soul of trump <laughs> he good. is really in a hell of his own making. Sure, yeah. he has a gold toilet, but he's still stuck in Mar-a-Lago. He shouldn't even be living there because uh, technically it's not a legal residence. The press release he put out about the North, I mean, it's the same thing because when he rolled out at that bar mitzvah for a wedding or whatever it was, he was like, they just found a bunch of votes in New Hampshire. Everyone's going to be talking about it. And then his press release was, you know, out of nowhere, just about finding what 6,000 votes in New Hampshire. The whole thing was bullshit. It's insane. Well, speaking of bullshit, more Republicans who did not show up to vote on the 9-11 Commission bill. Marsha Blackburn, Roy Blunt, checks out, checks out. Uh, Mike Braun out of Indiana, Richard Burr of North Carolina. Now, well, Richard Burr, actually. Well, that was the one I said. He he voted to impeach Trump um, yeah. when the impeachment trial came to the Senate. He's already said that he's not going to run again, and that is the seat that Lindsey Graham hinted that uh, Laura Trump will be going for, is that Laura. seat in in North Carolina. Laura Trump. So check out North Carolina. If you live in North Carolina, get ready to hear the name Laura Trump quite often because <laughs> she is going to be screaming about insane things in your state in the very near future. <laughs> also, there was Jim Inhofe out of Oklahoma. Jim Inhofe, slightly famous for, for the bringing snowball. A, for, yeah, he brought a snowball. Climate change ain't real. Look at the snowball. He brought a snowball to uh, prove that global warming wasn't happening um, into the Senate floor. Right. And, uh, and, he, and that's what he said. Isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah, I believe it. He brought a snowball into the Senate floor to prove that global warming didn't happen. And he's the senator. Yep. 
I would have failed. If, if you're in like seventh grade and you're like, prove global warming is real, and you show up with a snowball, the teacher would be like, eh. Yeah. You, did. <laughs> you fail. You definitely failed because everyone else, like, you know, they did research and stuff like that. So uh, you didn't even make your dumb argument right. <laughs> Correctly, right. It is interesting. I mean, Inhofe is very good friends with Bernie Sanders. That's what one of the, uh, when they asked Bernie Sanders, like, are there any Republicans you do like? He mentioned John McCain, you know, your standards. But he said that him and Inhofe are apparently really good pals. Well, because I can also see Bernie Sanders bitching about snow right it was like Constantly what are you complaint. doing with that snowball jim that's a good snowball i'm gonna use that to make water <laughs> <laughs> richard shelby of alabama james rich uh, now shelby's so, retiring so that's another so interesting why one does he not just go vote it, it's a great question for richard shelby <laughs> disney plus and hulu are better together in the disney bundle with new movies and series on Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Uh, anyway, so there's 11 senators who have zero backbone whatsoever and just chose not to show up and vote on something that is at least important enough to show up and vote on. Because yeah, it, it is, it is. It, at the end of the day, it really is about protecting our voices, our votes as American citizens, in order to keep this democratic republic somewhat legitimate. And when these Republican and the, the Democratic senators don't show up, that basically means that you were ignored as a constituent. Absolutely, of these people. you didn't yes. get representation. You did not get represented. So it's you know Ben's not just being facetious. He's like literally these people didn't show up to work. It's a no call no show. The one and, job to do. And and yeah, if we did that as employees, we would get fired. You know what do we expect out of our representatives? So one of the things again that would be investigated in this commission, and I do think that this would be this could reveal some new information. Although again. I'm still so shook by the unbelievable impactful Mueller report. Right. Mm. That thing dropped like a bunch of oatmeal. Isn't that nice <laughs> when you're like, let's go out to dinner. Oh, let's go to Oatmeal Inc. And then it's just the saddest, saddest dinner you've ever had. No sugar. No sugar. <laughs> Flat oatmeal. It was like people with their Mueller shirts and everything. And then you read the report or looked over it and your eyes glossed over because, again, all of the important information was redacted because our eyes can't handle that. You can't truth. handle that, citizen. You can't handle that hardcore truth, citizen. But we do know that Lauren Boebert, for example, took a big old group of people. It was on the 3rd of January. She took a big group of people. She had a tour. Apparently, it was given outside of like traditional tours. It was outside of the normal realm of like a tour group. It was kind of strange. And I say it was kind of strange because there was a uh, member of the house that was there, Cohen and uh, Steve Cohen. And he talks about how it was just something odd was happening because usually you don't get such personal tours. And usually, again, you don't. When you tour the Capitol, it shouldn't be like, 
um, when the terrorists went to go try to learn how to fly in Florida. Right. They shouldn't be there like taking notes and being like, now that's a great place to hold a hostage. It seems like there was a lot of more negative intent other than just the youthful uh, exuberance of experiencing the wonderful capital of this fine nation right. where I would go and I'd say, look at that statue. That's kind of cool. And then I would tell a story about how like that president was so fat. He almost drowned in a tub. Isn't that nice? Right. But it seems like they had more uh, mischievous and nefarious intentions. Absolutely. I mean, the tours took place on January 5th. Um, it, it, you know, well, the tour that this one is referencing is January third, okay, or the fourth. But yes, there were also tours on January fifth. Right. Representative Mickey Sherrill says she saw uh, groups going through the Capitol on January fifth. So that, if anything, that's what this commission could find is those things that we ha- didn't see on live television. The planning that goes into one of these types of things, and more importantly, are there people on the inside? It's kind of weird. It's like this commission is trying to find out if January 6th was an inside job, and all I know about the 9-11 commission is that it uh, covered up any evidence of it being an inside job. And I think True. this is an inside job. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, you're not going to tell me any other way. This, you know, yeah. this wasn't... Well, that's the thing. Do you want to know more of this? Do you want taxpayer dollars to go to but, find out if Lauren Boebert's been given tours but you just made your own point i know is the january 6th commission just gonna be more muddied up bs right because at the same time (laughs) what's gonna stop the people that lied in the first place from just lying again and then we're gonna get another pile of fucking political oatmeal with this money you could literally just fire all the capitol police officers for not doing their job that day and hire a bunch of new ones that are properly vetted we know yes there's another there's other ways to more efficiently use this money rather than literally having more committees for like you know i call this an internal jobs program right because that's that's just what it is you're already getting paid just divert some of your energy why do you need more of my money right well and you should be getting paid for working comms for patty murphy from washington because that's actually i mean yeah that it is interesting because maybe the, the congress people didn't see it how we saw it because we all watched on tv too this week when ben and i were hanging out we got dinged for watching c-span but one of the things i remember about january we 6th, were dinged we, we were, were dinged. mocked we were mocked but i remember that's why i had to go calm myself with all that buffalo shrimp <laughs> you had to calm down with the buffalo shrimp but you know what i did do i took one of the coconut shrimp put it on top of the buffalo shrimp uh-huh oh. it's like a hot coconut sandwich it's pretty perfect with shrimp great yeah. <laughs> but that is you know i remember c-span watching the the electoral count which is very boring on c-span and flipping over to OAN and checking out the Rudy Giuliani and the Trump kids talking at the rally and slowly but surely over the next few hours the two events converged completely and I'm only watching one TV channel at that time and you almost wonder if the people on the inside just didn't see it the way the rest of America saw it well they were inside that building there was a uh, a document is 104 pages which is pretty long it was put together by Inspector General Michael A. Bolton and he criticized the way that the Capitol Police uh, allowed for this incident to occur to me so, they're to me they're that, that's your report they're, yeah to me to me they're the ones that messed up if anyone if anyone is supposed to be unbiased and i'm sorry for interrupting you ben but no, no, that, if anyone is supposed to be unpartisan and supposed to be doing their job these people should have never gotten in the building Simple. absolutely you know not to be graphic but i mean if they were again i've brought this up in tons of other episodes if they were people of color they would have been shot 
Absolutely, yeah. dude. That's look what a, happened absolutely. when Trump had to go hold the Bible wrong outside of St. John's Church. Tear right. gases <laughs> getting right. shot. People, and those were just people who were, were actively trying to participate in our democracy. In front of right. a church. That's in front right. of a church. So, he, he, I mean, that fat them. mother effer, William Barr, was out there looking over the crowd before the cops went to lay the smack down on him. Right. It, it was so gross and right. obvious what was happening. When they were very quick to use the police that day, but then when it came to calling the National Guard from the Pentagon, Trump held that up as well. But again, that's yes. something that we already know. And the man was already impeached by the House for it. So, so this is what Michael A. Bolton found uh, in the report after he uh, did his commission report. Uh, he says that the agency's leaders, specifically, of course, the Capitol Police, uh, the agency's leaders, the, he says, failed to adequately prepare despite explicit warnings that <sighs> pro-Trump extremists posed a threat to law enforcement and civilians and that the police used defective protective equipment as well and again we're kind of dumping on capitol police here but let's not forget it was the people in charge that made that decision yes right. there were capitol police in that situation on january 6th we're like yo i could use some help uh, yes. we had people five people died these capitol police had a horrible day the ones that were left as sacrificial lambs yes because they were underprepared understaffed and overwhelmed and then they went to work, and the jackasses that didn't. I mean, it's so nefarious. I mean, uh, that it, maybe what this could show us is how many Capitol Police were actually part of the insurrection. How many were not there at work right. and were and Congress people? Yeah, well, exactly. Like evidently, it was three days before the siege. That's what this report finds. Three days before the siege, a Capitol Police intelligence assessment warned of mass violence. Like they knew, so they had three days to prepare. And the one thing that we do know, especially from 2020, uh, that's just uh, the most recent time where there was a social uprising that was smashed by mm. the police state. The one thing that we do know is three days. That's a hell of a lead time. Mm -hmm. right. The Capitol Police, I, you, we know what they can do. We've already covered the multiple. The post office has a freaking police force. There's so many different police forces in Washington that that could have coalesced and come together to stop this from happening. And they just didn't do it. They, they had three days right? i want to find out the guy who told the boss of the capitol police who told everybody to hey uh, go easy on everybody mm. fire that guy and yeah, fire absolutely. anyone who listened to him that's it you know that that's what that's, if it takes a commission that's though? the thing that's Unless what i just want the lies to, to the do. commission oh uh, omission to the commission it's an omission to the commission that's the thing that's why i'm so i'm actually a, i'm a real mitt romney on this one oh i'm a flip-flop <gasps> because i think if it passed i would have no problem with it i really i i think that it would have, sure i think that's fine i also don't believe that we need to get rid of the filibuster because it didn't i think the filibuster needs to stay in place just because right. the other when the when the shoes on the other foot the republicans are going to slam through everything they are just going to get it done dude evil, evil with it so the uh the filibuster i think for my sanity and just for some kind of safeguard in this democracy i think it needs to stay in place but we already do know what happened and that is one of the areas that I do wonder if we had a commission, if this January 6th style commission happened, what's stopping these people from just continuing the lie that led to January 6th, which of course was the stop the steal rally. Right. What's to stop them from just still, you're allowed to believe that Trump won. You're right. a moron and you're wrong, but you're allowed to. And if you truly think that Trump won and you truly think it was a steal and you tell members of an investigation that, are you lying? Lying by omission. I think you're just telling the truth as you see it, but you're you're obviously it's a lie. Right. Right. 
So could the commission even force someone to tell the truth? Like, what power would they actually have? That's a very good point. I mean, even the Mueller uh, report, I mean, they tried to get so many witnesses and everyone just kind of blackballed them and stalled them and, and stayed away. And the Mueller report, again, hell, they got a lot of the cronies, but it certainly didn't take out the big fish. That required the American people to vote him out of office. What I'm trying to understand is why Chuck Schumer and these Democrats, they, I mean, maybe maybe it is, you're right, because they were in there and they didn't see it the way we saw it on television. Watch a few Google videos on it. Watch <laughs> what we watched and you will come to the same conclusion that we did. We know who caused this. And and I maybe that's the thing. I just don't understand why the Democrats are so for getting this commission is it just just is it just more money or right. do you really because we ben already saying, had the impeachment you know, we, trial we know nothing twice, new. twice we know we know nothing new will come of it they're gonna lie you know they're gonna you know and and again i mean we're reading information here that we already all know but interestingly enough january 6th was not an accident like people no. didn't just accidentally not show up for they work had shirts there was a uh there's actually an agency in dc it's called the civil disturbance unit and they were told not to show up on January 6th. Who told them They not were to not show up? allowed to use, well, they were there, but they were not allowed to use some of its <laughs> most powerful tools and techniques against the crowd. Uh, heavier, less lethal weapons were not used. Uh, and basically, all of the things, all of the tools that they had to push back large crowds were not allowed to be used. That seems like it was on purpose. And of course, again, the comparisons to something like a a BLM or whatever it may be. Uh, the fact that they got into the state house and into the Capitol. Right. It's just insane. Well, let's throw this twist into there because this is what Roger Stone had told me and, and what a lot of the Trumpers who um, engaged in the January 6th activities or they have uh, condoned them. Um, a lot of people think, hear me out. And this is again, this is don't kill the messenger. <laughs> this is a Roger Stone. Don't <laughs> kill the messenger. Cause uh, I'm the only, this is the only voice I got. I know. Um, so uh, what Roger and a lot of these folks believe about January 6th is that the good people, the nice Trumpers showed up to the rally to politely mm. protest, et cetera. And oh. then the protest was hijacked by a bunch of bad actors. And in Roger Stone's case, he says deep staters. It's deep always Antifa. Staters. It's always so, someone ruining. You know, the, the thing is, protest. then it becomes, would the commission find out about a giant deep state conspiracy tucked into a Trump conspiracy? This stuff isn't on accident, as I just said, and there's an intelligence behind it. Right. So what the hell happened? Literally, this is an intelligent state. Made. You know, I hate the term deep state because it's been, I never even said it in the first right. place. It makes me think of deep dish pizza. Ooh, I do mm. like that. It does sound tasty. Yeah. But, <laughs> it's um, too delicious. It was just, what was it, co-opted by Hannity and Laura Ingram and these psychopaths. But when it comes to the intelligence state, That's Trump was the, the most powerful man in office in the world at this time, still. And uh, the intelligence state never liked him. They, well, they never liked him. But at the same time, he obviously had a lot of he seeded a lot of Trump supporters within it. Yeah. And he became the power that the Hannity's of the world were supposedly raging against, even though they are some of the most powerful people <laughs> in the world themselves. Right. So it is so obvious that something happened on purpose and it wasn't just like and then they stormed the Capitol. Right. It's called the Stop the Steel rally that they were directed to go do it uh, at. So John Tester, he is a senator. He's a Democrat. I like the old tester, to be honest with you. He's I a, do, too. He's a good dude. He's got a flat top. He's fat. I saw him on TV a couple of years ago. I'll never forget it. He had a huge stain on a T-shirt. That's <laughs> He cool was wearing guy. a gray shirt, 
and it was there was a massive stain on it. Right. And I was like, John, you are a, you're a slob. I love it. He's a blue dog Democrat from Montana. He's a more likable Joe Manchin. You Does that make him more likable? To me, it wouldn't. I, I don't trust a guy that goes out there with a stain on camera. Hey, man, <laughs> he's running. He's in Montana. Uh, <laughs> Senator Tester, what is that? It's buffalo shrimp. Whoa, Whoa! you got my vote. You, well, he would have my vote uh, <laughs> as long as he doesn't have my bowels right now. What a nightmare. <laughs> But John Tester, again, Democrat out of Montana, he said, we got to get to the bottom of this shit. Woo! Ooh, so he, that's the farmer I like. And yeah, and he says, Jesus, it's a nonpartisan investigation of what happened. And if it's because they're afraid of Trump, then they need to get out of office. It's bullshit! Woo! You make tough decisions in this office, or you shouldn't be here. Wow. I completely agree with Mr. Strong testicle tester. <laughs> that's what, you need strong testicles to be riding a tractor for that long. <laughs> they are swollen for sure. The Republicans are opposing this. They make up excuses about money and stuff, but they're opposing it because they know the truth. You know, so that yeah. that's the that's the thing about why I, I definitely don't agree with the Republicans, but you know. Right. Well, and you almost also have to wonder because if you watch the the whole electoral count on January sixth, um, it needs to be backed by someone in the House and then backed by a senator. And it only happened twice. It was Ted Cruz backed the recount of uh Arizona. And that was that's what they went to deliberate for three hours when the actual attack happened, the first one. Then when they got all back into the building, of course, it was Josh Hawley from Missouri who Ugh. backed a recount, I believe, of Pennsylvania. Ugh. And then they had to go debate that. But they didn't debate it for three hours because the Senate was over it by that point. And that's when all, they were done. That's when Lindsey Graham was like, I've had it, y'all. Ham and biscuits out. <laughs> biscuits and, out. Yeah. So it, it is fascinating because you almost need complicit senators as well to, to do the entire. Do. Right. Well, we know for a fact there's 35 of them. There right. you go. Now that's a fact. Right. And there were two on January 6th who were willing to say, yeah, it's backed by a senator. And it was exactly who you'd think it would be. It's Cruz and Hawley. Yeah, it's Yeesh. unbelievable. And now to really blow people's butts right out of their pants. <laughs> buffalo shrimp. With style. buffalo shrimp, of course. This whole thing, it all comes back to the Clintons. <gasps> the whole thing comes back to Bill Clinton's. If that's what the uh, commission found, that's why. <laughs> well, it really, because, and I say this, it's a forgotten about fact. But another fact is that Bill Clinton and Donald Trump spoke in 2015, before Donald Trump was running for office, and tr Bill Clinton said, you got to run, you got to run with the Republicans, rile up that Republican base. It'll be fun, and it'll be no way that Hillary can lose now. So because he thought it was going to be a political absolute home run, Bill Clinton and the Clintons told Trump to run. Trump ran, I believe, and this is conspiracy brain, Ben, but I also believe it to be true, so I'm going to say <laughs> right. it. Without... Clinton, we don't have Trump. Without Bill Clinton talking Donald Trump into running, right. I believe the Clintons and the Trump family, they're very close. They were at each other's weddings. I have not even been invited to multiple friends' weddings, and they were close friends, I thought, <laughs> along with Glenn Maxwell. It was a who's who of who raped kids. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but the fact that that conversation happened, I firmly believe that the Clintons wanted Trump to run Shake up the Republican Party. Right. This is when it was really fun when he's like, slow poke jam. 20, yeah, right. 2015, he had nicknames for everything. Right. It was, it was it, I mean, he gave Lindsey Graham's phone number away. I mean, uh, there were things right. that would happen that were made it such that's a right. sideshow. And then Hillary and Bill, they were like, this is fantastic. He's doing exactly what we need him to do. He's destroying the Republican Party. No way he'll ever win the primary. If he does, it's a guaranteed walk when, into the White House. Right. Turns out it didn't work out that way. No, it did and not. And because of that, 
we have what happened four years later where this base of people that Bill wanted to get all riled up got riled up. They did just and at that. at some point, Trump realizes he's going to win this shit. Right. And again, now he lives in a prison of his own making. It's much nicer than a prison of the government's making. But nonetheless, he is, again, he is a sideshow. He's a circus act. He is a Trump impersonator. Um, which I feel so bad for our Trump impersonator friends because they just what do I they, mean, do they now? got scooped by Trump. <laughs> oh no. He's killing so many jabs. Poor Anthony. Literally. He took our jabs. <laughs> Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. But Bill Clinton and the Clintons, the Clinton machine, getting together, propelling Trump in uh, to the Republican primary conversation, the whole media, massive, complicit uh, media machine, giving them 22 times more coverage on CNN. They had a whole rallies unedited. They had a whole rallies unedited. Everyone was so smart and smug saying, look at this dumbass motherfucker. There's no way Hillary's <laughs> losing to this toad. And uh, four years later, we have a megalomaniac attempting to overthrow our democracy. So I, there are so many people in power to blame for this. Right. And now I've talked myself back into the commission. Right. There we now go. I'm back, now I'm back. Going back. But they would even go there. Then the, the, the January 6th commission bring wouldn't Bill even Clinton go there. out and be like, did you, did you call him? He's like, I'm about it. <laughs> but it's nastiness, dude. It, it, it depends and, on what call means. Well, you pick up a phone like a call girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's just fun stuff. That is a good point. You know, I always, I mean, obviously you never want to have to rehash 2016. No. As no. much as, you know, as everyone does. But um, I do remember that, you know, the Clintons very much wanted Trump or Ted Cruz or Ben Carson to be the nominee. And they were terrified of Jeb Bush, uh, John Kasich. And I think I want to say Marco Rubio or someone else like that. They Went were back when Marco was a star. He was a star, kid. So before disgusting. he drank that water like an idiot. <laughs> That's right. Classic stuff. Well, Trump didn't know how to drink water either. Nobody does anymore. No, it's, it's a crazy thing. It's weird to drink water on camera. Though. Yeah, that's true. I, I feel they're watching you that's why i like john tester he Trump just is a reality tv show star good point good point that's but, a good point but i do like test so i'm just saying he's comfortable drinking water on camera <laughs> right right oh right right yeah tester just uh drives around in a tractor with the uh, the beer hat and that's how, yeah. he, that's how he consumes all his liquids Woo, tester. i do love my john tester tester barely know her oh my goodness well i wish i could be Hey, a tractor <laughs> in Montana. <laughs> that's the buffalo shrimp talking, folks. Don't take that personally, folks. Uh, that's the buffalo shrimp talking. So now we are here after a nation that has been in truly an abusive relationship oh, for the past four years. Yes. Yeah. An abusive relationship with the Clinton family for the past 30 we were years. Yes. We were being lied to. We were being robbed. Right. And yes, robbed every day. All of the elite people who were just so smug and so certain that all of this was going to put the person they wanted in office, all of those people totally fucked us. And it led to just total and complete and utter insanity. 
And now we have 35 members of the Senate who refuse to even look into a massive, massive, um, I'm going to call it infraction right of our democratic process and they just refuse to look into it now i understand from and fernando i like it from your point of view i agree with you right it might be a colossal waste of time money and uh, we know what happened we know what happened but they didn't do it they the people who voted against this the 35 senators that voted against this they didn't do it for that reason right they did it because they need to entertain the idea that there was a stolen election they just right. need to they need do to it buy in just a little bit. They yeah. have to do that for their constituents. And again, this is what happens when you get gerrymandered districts, when you get redistricted districts, where you get um, career monop- politicians, career politicians. You get districts that are politically monopolized by one party. This is what happens. Right. And then you have these people who now get elected, and they're so freaking scared of the maniacs in their district <laughs> that they don't have any backbone at all. Some things are bigger than your political career. But you can't tell you a politician think so. that. Right. Yeah, not anymore. These folks all have 2022 on the brain, and it is so fascinating. Yeah, what do you think this plays in as far as the midterms? Because we are right back into That's election season. That's what this season. is about. That's what these people are, are trying to protect their seats. They want to reject any of the, the Trump scorn that will be unleashed in 2022. He's already um, put out a press release that says they're going to they're rehabbing the plane, the old Trump campaign plane. I saw that. And uh, he's going to be doing rallies. Ugh. I'm sure he's going to be doing rallies against anyone who voted for for his impeachment, especially if you're a Republican. So these folks got primaries in 2022 on the brain. The fascinating thing is that they all need to basically buy into this idea of a stolen election in order to win their non-stolen elections next time. Right. There's just uh, a lot of layers here. There are a lot of layers. And again, that's the the mental jujitsu you have to do when it comes to American politics. Because as I've said this before, and I'll say it again, a lot of my friends are like, I just don't get it. And it's like, it's cause it's confusing as hell because it's because they're, to be. they are lying and they lie in different t- I mean, again, I mentioned this, the, I told you all this was going to happen. <laughs> but when it comes to what's happening on the Southern border, shit's brutal, dude. And where is the coverage? Once nope. again, it's just unbelievable. It's so nasty. And I think people have, I don't want to be like, wake up, people, because then you sound like Bill Cooper, and it sounds like you're about to get shot by the police. Yeah, that's but what happened to that guy. I do think that people are understanding the binary corporate media structure. It's just such a minefield, and it's such a mind fuck. And it does, as Fernando said, it gaslights us to a point where yes. I, you can't even believe... This is why some people are like, I don't even believe the earth is around anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> because yeah. they throw so much and they, they, they just lie so much. And again, that's why it really is an abusive relationship in so many ways. The U.S. government and how it treats its citizens. It's just it's a it's horrible. It's so corrosive and deceptive. And that's why we were talking with one of our friends. He's like, where do you guys get your news? And of course, they always say like WAPO. I don't like our left friends are so weird because they're like we go to i go to wapo yeah that's that's jeff bezos yeah but it's just jeff bezos right exactly so that's not like liberal that's not what are you talking about no that's why i love my c-spans because it's it's unedited pure boring news perfect yes that's how it should be because you make the news exciting in your head when you get stoned and maybe (laughs) even eat some buffalo shrimp i like to watch (laughs) it in spanish because then it's real it's uh the footage is usually very graphic and the ladies telling you are very sexy. All oh, right, that well, is well. I got to make a switch. That was one thing the Fox <laughs> more News exciting than C-SPAN. Although last time I watched C-SPAN, it was January sixth. That was very exciting. <laughs> that was the one thing the Fox News model. I think that that was uh that was universally accepted. 
Right. <laughs> Beautiful women telling you horrible news. <laughs> it, it works, in, see, it it works, works in Spanish and European television. Back. Absolutely. Oh, man, it does. now another conflict in the Middle East, but look at them gams on there, bro. Isn't Whee! that something? Well, they call it at Fox News, they call it the leg table. That's why all of the tables are glass, or they're not glass, they're quite cheap plastic. But it's all, <laughs> that's the whole freaking point. So it is what it is. Again, that is just for entertainment, but I don't even think it should be used as entertainment anymore. Um, because uh, it can be so, it can just be so mentally degrading. And I feel bad for families that literally have broken up over this shit. Talk about, again, yeah. talk about an abusive relationship when the family is like, what? You're dating Trump? Dude, <laughs> I can't with you right now, man. Right. Like, it's crazy. You're going to date that dude? <laughs> yeah. You just like, you what is? You don't know him like I do. Ham and biscuits, y'all. Oh, my God, Lindsay. He gave out your phone number. Uh, well, I gave it to him, y'all. Come on. Oh, Lindsay, you are, you are just... I mean, even if you're, even the thing is, even if you're not a pro-Trumper, I mean, even you can even be an anti-Trumper, but the seeds of dissent that he sowed in like the trust of the government, in the trust of, uh, you know, Fauci, for example, the trust of, yeah. of uh, the CDC, the trust of things like that, that sticks, that sticks. You that know? sticks. But then you also have a situation where I think that Fauci has officially gone full circle and is now in net negative. Because when Trump was in office, Fauci was like, okay, thank you that someone else is screaming at the man who is screaming, <laughs> telling people to drink rubbing alcohol or whatever. Right. But Bleach. now at this point, and I say this in, uh, I say net negative, not even necessarily has, it has nothing to do with him. It's just, he's now a pawn and he's mm. being used. Mm -hmm. So when you want to get a soundbite, you call Dr. Fauci and Fauci is going to give you the boring bullshit news of like, wear a mask. And then somebody be like, what, what if you're vaxxed? And then Fauci is just going to follow the CDC guidelines, whether you agree with them or not. Those are the, they're pretty stringent. I'm double vaxxed and I'm going no mask. Ooh. <laughs> but when it comes to how Fauci is being used, it's just for Rand Paul. It's just so Rand Paul can he say, you're an asshole. And then it's like, look at Rand Woo, look at stepping up. And, you know, Rand is a doctor, too. Oh, Rand's doctor. a doctor. He's an eye doctor. And so that's why Fauci has officially, to me, just become someone who I wish I could. I, I wish I could just be like, just don't entertain these assholes anymore. Right. Just don't become a pawn in the game because now you're the face. You're like the face of... Um, I hate the doctor. Like you're the face mm, of right, every sentiment right. that's like, fuck doctors, man. I hate going to the doctor. He's just, uh, I, I think he's getting abused and beat up on every different side. And what's the net positive for him? <laughs> if I found you, I'm like, I just, I mean, he I turned just, 80 last year. I, I he's say, uh, hanging up, but you relax, know, maybe, maybe as a doctor, he feels compelled to no, I think that's, keep trying to help. That's what he said. But again the political prism that he finds himself in the way that his words are manipulated and the way that the sound bites are set up and you know like anyone who's like i'm just asking questions but you can ask a question where it's like travis irvine i can't believe uh that i saw you the other night kill that woman was that you what no i'm just asking questions okay <laughs> like you can phrase a question in a way that was a horrible example no right but you can you can phrase a question in a way that solicits the exact answer you want to go with that question all right cut it together 30 seconds and boom travis irvine he killed a woman last he night. He killed. Or did you not oh my oh the only thing i killed the other night was buffalo shrimp no that was me <laughs> gross but anyway, you mentioned Donald Trump. Uh, he is, again, the Trump impersonator he always wanted to be. Maybe he's going to find himself exploring himself more. But he is off of Twitter, and he said it's very boring without him. Yeah. And uh, he also has then been releasing press releases that he says are much more elegant. And uh, they're not um, because, <laughs> again, 
He's not exactly literate. I can't believe his, uh, you know, his sister's a judge. No weird. Mm. I wonder how why she stayed so quiet except for that one time that that video of her You're talking about Mary Trump, right? right. Mary yeah. Trump. She yeah. said nothing except for that one clip that was leaked of her, and then immediately silenced. You know. Mm. No. Anyway, need a commission. Right. Well, let's play because we haven't done any clips, and I hear people they say we love clips. Um, this guy's name is Chuck Schumer. Now I am not a Chuck Schumer fan, um, but. I used to intern for him. You used to intern for mm-hmm. him, Travis. So mm-hmm. let's play this clip of Schumer talking about how angry he is with the Republican Party. And again, this man is a career politician, which makes it so hard to believe anything that he says, because at the end of the day, they just go cheers each other with their little beer steins mm. and are just like, another day well done doing nothing. That's a beautiful dick there, Chuck. That's a great dick, Chuck. Oh, yeah, because I believe doesn't Chuck... In Washington, he lives with like, is it Inhofe? He lives no, with a couple uh, him of Him and Dick Durbin and so a, a like couple a other guys. House? They just like phone. Yes, dude, it's yeah. a frat house. And they did this CNN interview with him back in the day. And they're <laughs> like, remember he that. lives like trash. And you're yeah. like, wow, that makes him so relatable. He can cosplay like he's normal. Yeah. That's all it was, was literally, I'm just be like, <laughs> yeah, we're just like you. I put on shitty shoes. And it's like, I don't want to put on shitty shoes. I, I would love to have nice, nice shoes. shoes. <laughs> but they, you know, they're just regular old. Straight guys living together well into their 70s. All right. (laughs) So let's play Chuck Schumer talking about how uh, angry he is with the Republican Party about the big lie. Donald Trump's big lie has now fully enveloped the Republican Party. Trump's big lie is now the defining principle of what was once the party of Lincoln. House Republicans canned Congresswoman Cheney for the crime of telling the truth that Joe Biden is president. Republican state legislatures, seizing on the big lie, are conducting the greatest assault on voting rights since the beginning of Jim Crow. Republicans in both chambers are trying to rewrite history and claim that January 6th was just a peaceful protest that got a little out of hand. And now this, a partisan blockade of a simple, independent, bipartisan commission. All right, so there you go, Chuck Schumer again. Praising Liz Cheney, which uh, that just shows you how far away that if you're a progressive and you see like Chuck Schumer praising Liz Cheney, you're like, where? What? We don't have two parties, do we? No, we don't. No. And I, but I what was your experience interning for uh, Chuck? Well, I used to. Yeah, I was uh, an intern in Chuck's uh, press department in washington dc back in 2008 and i was just a young boy walking around the capitol Tight look boy. out it's lindsey graham and who's that guy from idaho that got caught in the bathroom oh my god larry craig that's minnesota as a matter of fact no that was no but that was i know it was caught, in the minnesota it was in airport Minneapolis. that's right that's larry right. craig it was very weird because they were have they you were, ever heard this fernando no but i i'm assuming i know what happens at those well, airports. He, he tapped his foot multiple times he wanted to get a blow piece before yeah. taking another flight probably to idaho to go see his wife who yes. god knows god knows uh what that relationship was <laughs> and he got busted by uh you know plainclothes cops who were busting yep. people in the and, airport and i'm not even gonna make the joke i'm gonna actually because i'm a professional that's good so the audience <laughs> can make the joke that's about right. how he is the hoe oh he's the hoe right so because then larry <laughs> craig larry craig can be like see get it now i'm i'm from idaho i'm the hoe be like thank you larry craig. thank you larry craig. so happy that I'm so happy that your disdain for homosexuality has brought you to this bathroom to get <laughs> right. a blowjob near an airport toilet. Ugh. Just stop lying to yourself. Isn't that gross? I mean, it's, it's not even gross. I don't even care. Get a blowjob wherever you can consensually get a blowjob and get away with it, I guess. Right. But it's just so sad that he thought being gay was so 
bad that the only gay sex he had was in the, the toilet bathroom. was in I, the bathroom i want to understand i don't know the understall thing but maybe uh maybe the tapping of the foot means he was gonna give it actually ben oh could he's be. asking like hey bring oh. bring the dick over bring sir. the dick over oh either way <laughs> the dick is allowed to come on over if you're when, when you're a young intern walking around the capitol <laughs> yeah, larry yeah. craig locks eyes with you it's it's terrifying did you get uh the male gaze from just, some of these fellas? i got the gaze i, I yes, received indeed. many gaze from larry craig's and lindsey graham one time and uh who's that guy jeff sessions oh my god well, you jeff know and i always you know i'm like hello you know i'm like Talk a midwest about a guy co- co- crash and burn career Either i mean way. not really he's old as hell and he got everything he wanted to get but anyway you so i'll you, tell you who didn't ogle you and that was chuck Schubert. okay that's good that's and nice. he was a good nice fella but um i'll never forget i mean i'm in the press department and you know bob dole used to say the most dangerous place in washington is in between chuck schumer and a camera because oh. that's how much chuck schumer loves his press it was fascinating just that's learning brilliant. this press operation but the main thing as a, an intern i had to go get chuck's cottage cheese and grapefruit in the morning it's what he always had for breakfast every single day no and he no wanted spicy shrimp no buffalo shrimp believe <laughs> no. it or not not a good breakfast for a 70 year old senator <laughs> and uh i always forgot the sweet and low which was a brooklyn mm. company and i always forgot it and you'd i'd hear yelling you know chuck can go from zero to 100 real quick oh i believe it he's like the drake of senators and <laughs> he would just you'd hear some yelling and his poor frazzled assistant would come out and look at me like you got to remember the sweet and low next time i was like dear god woman Jeez. i'm sorry <laughs> so I you just... know again all these people can be very nice and they can be very big maniacs other times that's why a nightmare before christmas the greatest depiction of a politician is, is the, the mayor. mayor. Yeah. The two-faced mayor. It is either screaming or completely worried. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is the other uh, aspect of running for office and being in office right. that perhaps we don't see as often. And I will say, Chuck has wanted this job for a long time. He was second in command. I believe it was uh, Harry Reid was in command mm-hmm. when the Democrats still held the Senate during the Obama years, the later Bush years. Uh, Dick Durbin was second in command. So Dick Durbin and Chuck have been friends for a long time. So all Chuck is just doing here, you know, he's now the Senate Majority Leader. Yeah, he's just trying to get his voice out there. I know. I don't. Uh, I don't necessarily disagree with everything that he said. I, the only thing I do disagree with is Liz Cheney is not a hero. Thank you. I am happy that she <laughs> that like being rational doesn't make you a hero. Like right. like anyone anyone. But you know my thoughts on that. Where it's just uh, the ever moving love from the left for fascists. It's like what right. is going on? Cheney Why do you will, like Liz Cheney now? What Liz, is happening? If Liz Cheney loses her seat in Wyoming next year, she'll be a commentator on MSNBC exactly. in a few months. It'll just be uh, whatever. It's so bad. Anyway, that's just a little bit on January 6th. So we did not <laughs> conclude whether the bill should pass or not pass. It but did I, not. It did not. Yes, it did not. We, we, we did not no conclude say. if it should have. <laughs> yeah. I would have voted for it. If I, I was a senator, I would have just voted for it because um, at the end of the day, number one, I think it is politically advantageous, specifically wherever I would win, <laughs> because right. I don't think it would be like super red. It wouldn't be super blue either. It'd be just right. Ooh. Like a good steak. Okay. <laughs> so you would be in favor. Of I would it. be in favor. Fernando. Of it. Oh, man. Okay. I would be in favor of it, but I oh. only if it's paid for by the people who said yes or the people that didn't vote at all. I love it. All right. I love that. I would be one of the guys who just didn't show up to vote. All right. So you're like, paying I'm, for getting, it. I'm getting buffalo shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> Me but and Tester. It, when it comes to January 6th, I think as we've sort of gleaned from today's episode, we know what happened and all the evidence is there. So put it together for yourself. It's pretty simple to see what happened. Look who benefits. Uh, and look who really wanted 
to uh, not have the election results stand. And of course, that would be Trump and Trumpers. And it is what it is. And then who knows? The one thing is, though, I would still like to hear more about the Boberts and the Marjorie Taylor Greens and like what role did they actually mm-hmm. play? Mm-hmm. Because that is like that's a fireable offense. It's like if you worked at Arby's and you hired a bunch of people to come and rob it. Right. They would be like, you're fired from Arby's. You'd be like, I just told him to show up with guns and I told him I'd give him the beefy cheese. Right. And I I gave him a tour earlier, a few days earlier, show him where all the money and beefy cheese was. So what did I do wrong? (laughs) That's the guards falling asleep in front of Epstein's, you know, jail cell. Oh, maybe they had too much buffalo (laughs) shrimp. Shrimp. (laughs) And there was a fireable offense and they were fired. All right. Well, speaking of firing, I got to go to the bathroom. All right. I'm just so done. This is disgusting. (laughs) I am so, this is a horrible episode. Absolutely horrible. No, it's fantastic. No, I think it's uh, I always learn and and I'm just so happy as I try to walk back the conclusion of this episode where I literally just made a shit joke. And I just want to I just wish I didn't do that. It sums up American politics pretty well. You know what? That's true. Fuck it. All right, everyone. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you're doing well out there. Hope you're staying safe. And we can't wait to see you all on the road. We'll be in Red Rocks very soon. And as soon as we can, we'll announce and let you know all the dates that we have coming up. And um, that should be fairly soon, I would think. So can't wait to see you all. Okay, everyone. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.